Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Welcome back. So glad that you are tuning in with us, whether it's on your phone using the Ransomed Heart app or you're picking this up off of iTunes or our website. So helpful. I find these podcasts so immensely helpful and we sure hope you do too. You are joining us for the third part of a three-part series on soul ties, healthy and unhealthy bonds between people. And this week, the role of the cross of Christ and the power of the work of Christ to keep human relationships healthy. So welcome back. So let me go to breaking it, because I think that as we begin to bring all these pieces together, clarity will really come. One of my favorite passages is Paul in Galatians 6, where he says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. The word that Paul uses there for the world is cosmos. And if you look up in any kind of Bible dictionary, Greek lexicon, the cosmos means the circle of the earth, the inhabitants of the earth, men, the human family, the ungodly multitude, the whole mass of men alienated from God, world affairs, the aggregate of things earthly, or the whole circle of earthly goods, endowments, advantages, pleasures. In other words, everything. Yeah. Paul is saying that the cross of Jesus Christ changes my relationship to the world and to people, to all people. Through the cross, I've been crucified to them and they to me. And this is where the holiness in relationship, the restoration, the healing of this deep brokenness in humanity can come back in. The cross breaks unholy bonds. Praying the cross of Christ between you and another person, breaking every unholy tie, certainly sexual bonds with them outside of marriage, but also all kinds of other bonds, romantic, fantasy, bonds with controlling people, obsessing people. The cross of Christ breaks every unholy bond. But listen, the cross of Christ does not break holy bonds. And so we don't have to be afraid here of, oh, no, you know, I don't want to break, you know, relationship with this person. Listen, you're not rejecting that person when you bring the right. cross of Jesus Christ between you and them. You are not severing relationship. You are simply severing anything unholy. And this is really going to help people because I've noticed in particular that women seem to have a difficult time breaking soul ties. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, when I first learned about it, I, I thought it sounded mean because <laughs> you're not being connected anymore. You're not loving. And, and as women, we are so deeply relational. One of the ways we bear the image of God, our susceptibility to forming them is heightened. And, and I like connection. I like, you know, knowing and having feeling what people are feeling. So, yeah, it felt like it was being mean, like a rejection. 
versus a blessing because the sultai is a two-way street. You know, we're getting their warfare, but they're getting ours too. So really it's a kind thing to do. Yeah. And what it's trying to do is it's trying to restore the holiness in the relationship. Yes. Paul tells us the only bond that we are to preserve is the bond through Jesus Christ, right? Make every effort. Right. The scriptures urge us to preserve those healthy bonds, those holy bonds. So the cross of Jesus Christ doesn't break holy bonds. Oh, that's just so important. That's so good. Yes. But the cross of Jesus Christ does break unholy bonds, you know, in very clear circumstances such as sexual sin. Most people find that they cannot find sexual wholeness until they bring and pray the cross of Jesus Christ between them and everyone that they have been sexually involved with prior to marriage or outside of the marriage covenant. Mm -hmm. And then having done that, the fruit of it is so beautiful. The freedom, the restoration, the wholeness. I mentioned the gentleman who had become kind of a surrogate husband to his mom in the passing of his father. The beautiful thing about that story is once he brought the cross of Christ between him and his mom, he was actually able to be a son again, love her, Mm -hmm. be there for her, Mm -hmm. you bet, but not be husband and not carry her no more obsessive thinking. Mm -hmm. All of that went away. And so you shall know them by their fruit. Friends, (laughs) we simply encourage you, try this. You shall know them by their fruit, the freedom that you were describing, Craig, between the two men that, you know, had the business relationship, the friendship, the years together. And, you know, once the cross of Christ was brought between them deliberately, out loud, in prayer, with intention, bring the cross of Christ here, then there was release and the ability to move on, the ability to let people go to no longer carry them, worry about them, obsess over them. Let me describe what this looks like. I bring the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ between me and fill in the blank. Who is it? Mom, brother, friend, old girlfriend, old boyfriend, former husband, former wife, okay? I have been crucified to them as Galatians says, and they have been crucified to me through the cross of Jesus Christ. This is biblical. And so by the cross of Christ, I break every unhealthy bond, every soul tie with this person. I command their human spirit bound back to their body. I send all of their sin, their warfare, all of their struggles back to the work of Christ in their life, and I forbid it to transfer to me. And here's the beautiful part, gang. And I allow only Jesus Christ between us. I allow only the love of God and only the bond of the Holy Spirit between us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's an example of how to pray. And the beautiful thing is, That's all you want between you and any person is the love of God and the beauty of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. You don't want anything else. And so this isn't rejection. This isn't breaking healthy, good, loving bonds. This is simply being free of unholy bonds because in this broken world, 
with all of these broken people, this capacity to bond is is glomming onto you in all kinds of ways on a pretty regular basis. See, this is so hopeful, John, too, because there's a lot of people out there that have just chosen to withdraw from relationships or friendships because they don't know how healthy, how good, how loving it can be, that they can actually be free in them. And all they've experienced is controlling or manipulation or sorrow. Now, you can actually be free and love people, enjoy Mm -hmm. them, offer. And when you leave, you leave. You know, like there's just goodness to be had here. Oh, my goodness. You don't have to carry them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tacking on to that, Stacey, just the thought that relationships and just the rhythms and over time to know that that this relationship, what may be thwarting it, what may be diminishing it, may be the issue of soul ties. Get that out of the way, the relationship retains or recovers yes. its healthy dynamic. Yes. Picking up on your point, this is what thwarts so much community mm-hmm. is soul ties. That when removed, we actually engage in one another's life in our present ways that that we lose because of soul ties. So let me ask you too: How do you practice this? Like, where and when do you find you need to do this? What are the kind of the circumstances that would be good to practice this in? For me, John, one, it's a part of kind of my daily prayer and Mm -hmm. discipline is just to go through the category soul ties. But I anticipate it when I'm going into a meeting that I know is either emotional or important or disruptive. I can expect this dynamic's going to be at play. I want to come against it prior to that by just bringing the cross of Christ between me and that person. And then a lot of times it's after a time with somebody if you can read your heart, I just feel the subtle shift of something changed in me as there was a time with that person. And I just kind of as a matter of category, I just break any tie or any soul connection here that's inappropriate and that is robbing, taking my freedom and coloring what I think of this person and Mm -hmm. how I'm going to live the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. For me as well, it would be a, a daily Thing. And, you know, part of my spiritual discipline and praying the daily prayer includes severing soul ties. So I begin my day that way. I end my day that way. But mm-hmm. in the living of life, in the dailiness where I'm finding it as well is in simply being attentive to what I'm thinking. When a person is worrying about me or perhaps how I'm thinking about them, Or if I'm worrying about another person, they come to my mind, but not in a way that I'm praying for them, in a way that I'm worrying or concerned. I'm growing and being quick then to break an unhealthy bond, an unhealthy soul tie. And then instead, pray for them. Pray for them. And then move on in my day. Mm, That's so good. I would say anything that's a ministry setting, anytime Mm. you're counseling someone or you're intervening for them, you're trying to rescue a marriage or save a traumatized person, any sort of ministry intervention, by all means, before I go, I keep the cross of Christ between us, and especially after it's over, when I'm leaving, get back in my car. Again, this is not judgment, cursing, rejection. It's just, I only want Jesus Christ between us. Mm -hmm. I only want the love of God. That's what we're aiming for. And so as I'm driving away, 
I bring the cross of Jesus Christ now between me and this person, and I break any form of unhealthy bond or tie with them. I mean, it's really that simple. But I would also say extended family, mm-hmm. you know, relatives, family gatherings, holidays. This is going to be so helpful, friends. Oh, my goodness. But even also in the context of simply praying for people, and I don't mean in their presence, just, uh-huh. you know, in our prayers. I pray for people. I intercede. I intervene for people in my private prayer times with God. But at the end of those, I release them. Because what I'll find is if I don't, 20 minutes later, I'm obsessing. How are they doing? Did that work? I wonder if that helped. And again, you shall know them by their fruits. It really is as simple as that. Where's the negative fruit? You know, if suddenly you're compulsive in the relationship or in your thought life, break the soul tie. You're even naming it. To be obsessing about someone, compulsive in your thoughts towards them, that is not healthy. Right. That's not how you're meant to live. Right. Inability to move freely in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Or know? to be controlled if you're being controlled by family, extended family. That's not healthy. That's not how you're meant to live. Yeah. It seems to me in our conversation on this that we just need to acknowledge there are different levels of the ties, the connection, the latching on that we do. A 10-minute conversation at the market in the parking lot is a little different than the tie you made with a dominating parent or spouse or someone like that. And, or a sexual bond from yeah, your past. Yeah. And yeah. actually, I think the deeper and the bigger ones are the harder ones to find. But it seems like there is a difference there we just need to be aware of. And I guess the question is, how do we break those more difficult ones? Gang, this is very important, again, because, right, that 10-minute conversation in the parking lot. And again, this is really important with super oppressed people. You know, if you were intervening for, you know, a homeless person and trying to share with them or help them or offer Christ to them, when you drive away, yes, by all means, I bring the cross of Jesus Christ between me and this person. And I allow only Christ between us. You know, a little three, five minute prayer will usually take care of that. But my goodness, when you talk about long historic ties with parents or former lovers, people that you worked for, you know, controlling compulsive bosses, things like that. What's important to note is you're probably going to need to do this more than once. There's this idea that, well, I did that. I prayed the cross of Christ between us. And I go, yeah, well, you don't chop a tree down with one swing at it, you know, strong bonds like this usually take a number of passes to break them. And so I would say on a regular basis for a while until the fruit is really present of release and freedom and, you know, you're not dealing with their warfare anymore and you don't find yourself thinking about them. You suddenly, a week goes by and you go, I haven't even thought about that person Oh, what relief. You go, okay, then, you know. But I am now, so I break soul ties. (laughs) (laughs) Just to that point, John, I just wanted to add that people make soul ties with us much more often than we make them with them. So, yeah, we have to break them again because other people, when they're worrying about us or wanting to control us again because they felt a shift, then they're making a soul tie. That bridge is coming from their direction. But we still can break the soul tie. 
release them back to God. Yeah, that's really important. So if you have people in your life that are probably projecting this to you, and again, using their capacity to bond in unhealthy ways toward you, oh my goodness, as a regular practice, yes, you're going to need to enforce this because they're going to keep trying to reestablish them. So you may have a wonderful time of prayer and cleansing and breaking with them, blessing them in the name of Jesus, allowing only the bond of the Holy Spirit. You know, you feel great, but then they may reproject that thing to you the next day. So just heads up, heads up in those cases. It's going to be more than once. It's going to be a regular practice of I keep the cross of Christ between me and so-and-so. Again, the beauty of this is the cross of Christ is not going to keep out the love of God. The cross of Christ is not going to keep out all of the goodness that's Mm. meant to flow between Mm. people. You're not doing anything wrong by practicing Galatians 6.14. There's nothing selfish or fearful or paranoid or, you know, rejection about this the whole context of offering you this resource is that the scriptures urge only those bonds that are created by Jesus Christ, only those holy, beautiful, healthy bonds. And we're urged to preserve those. But the scripture also warns that this capacity to bond in this broken world with these broken people, all of us somewhere on our journey to wholeness, but not there yet, oh my goodness, this capacity to bond forms all sorts of unholy ties, connections, covenants, bonds that we must break by the cross of Jesus Christ. We must in order to be free, love well, and most of all, be free to experience the intimacy of Jesus. Mm. Again, you shall know them by their fruit. Practicing breaking unhealthy ties, unhealthy bonds through the cross of Christ the fruit of it in our ministry and the lives of the people that we've counseled has only and always been good and righteous and beautiful. It's been a deeper ability to love. It's been a deeper ability to walk with Christ. It's been freedom from compulsion, hatred, jealousy, envy. What more proof do you need? Mm. You shall know them by their fruit. So, friends, for your benefit, one more time, let me illustrate how to pray. I bring the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ between me and name this person. As Galatians 6.14 says, I have been crucified to name them, and they have been crucified to me. So, by the cross of Jesus Christ, I break every soul tie and every unholy bond with, name them. I command their human spirit bound back to their body, and I send all of their sin and warfare, corruption, bound back to the throne of Christ in their life. And I forbid them or their warfare or their sin to transfer to me. And I allow only the love of God, only the bond of the Holy Spirit between us. In the name of my Lord Jesus Christ. We hope you have found this conversation helpful. I know the question of soul ties has created a lot of controversy in the church. And frankly, I think 
unnecessarily. Hope we've laid out the biblical case in our first session talking about, look, scriptures are very clear that people bond and people can bond in healthy and unhealthy ways. And then you see the fruits of healthy and unhealthy bonding. And probably most importantly from this week, the power of the work of Christ to create only healthy bonds. As Paul says in Galatians, through the cross of Christ, we're crucified to the world and the world to us. And that just the beauty of the power of the work of Christ to create healthy connections between people and to sever unhealthy ones brought about through the fall of man. If you have found this series helpful, would you pass this on to others? Either have them tune into the podcast or you can get the full 50-minute download of this for free on our website at ransomedheart.com and just go into the section on free stuff and you'll find it there. Pass it around. Tell your friends. I think this is going to be an enormously helpful resource for the people of God. Thanks for listening in to the Ransomed Heart podcast. 